0: Debbie Ford was like I'm not a racist like how 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 is that possible like my father has done all of this work with ACLU and you know I've like done with all of this work with these different uh, you know black organizations and I have all these black friends and how is it possible that I'm a racist and then she realized like she's like what's the first thought that came to your mind when you saw this woman Welcome to The Emotional Compass.
1: This is Bodhi. And Abiel. Hey Abiel. How's it going? What's up, Bodhi? It's going good. Another beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> it is indeed. So, what book are we reviewing today? So today we're, we're going to be talking about uh, Debbie Ford's the, the Dark Side of the Light Chasers and the reason i wanted to talk about this book is we've been talking about like shadow work and we talk about projections and we talk about like how forgiveness is basically uh the most selfish thing you could ever do and it gets really confusing but i think that discussing this book is going to be number 1 very enlightening for a lot of people and number 2 is going to make you realize that all those little rifts or irritations that you tend to get from others are surging from within you and how you perceive the world based on who you are. What what are, what are your thoughts on the book thus far? I think you went through it as well. Yeah. And I actually want to back it up because
0: I don't think we've ever talked about shadow work in our podcast so far. And, um, this actually originates from the psychology of Carl Jung, where he originally introduced the term shadow, which is basically the unknown or dark side of everyone's personality. And we all have a shadow. We have the ego, we have the self, and then we have the shadow. And the shadow is the part that everyone basically denounces. They, they want to suppress because they don't want the shadow to come up. And, uh, I was first introduced to all of this around four or five years ago when I went for this weekend retreat workshop. And there were these two guys, they had written a book on shadow work and they talked about embracing the shadow. They're like, here's all the stuff that you like. And on the other spectrum is all this other stuff that you don't like about yourself. So think about this as your, you know, like, your shadow self for the lack of a better word, but it's basically like it's, it's a mirror of yourself, but it's all the things that you don't like in yourself. You know, imagine the, the light self and the dark self and the dark self is basically all the negative aspects of you. But what if you brought the, those two selves together and embraced it? What would you look like then? And, um, it was, It was a very interesting concept. I think that workshop was kind of lost on me because everyone just kept talking about all their problems. And that kind of irked me. The thing that I loved about this book, and thank you for once again recommending such an amazing book, was that it's very practical. She just lays it out. She's like step by step. She shows you the journey from what your shadow self is like how you can go about accepting all those dark parts of yourself and embracing them, and then how you can use a future self or project a future self into embodying all of these different aspects of you and basically, you know, showing
1: up as the best version of yourself. That's why I really, really love this book. I have this almighty perception of um, self righteousness and. That was coded because of how much I wanted to suppress the aspects of myself that I was uncomfortable with, like my insecurities or or the reasons why I what, did. What this. do you mean by self righteousness? I, you know, I I was raised in a religion where you had to be like Christ in order for you to enter the kingdom of heaven. So you had to literally be like Christ and do what he did like in the cross, like carry that burden. Like you, you had to achieve superhero hero status. So for me, it was like, how do I achieve that? That's, that's almost impossible to not sin. Um, and it created all these complexes so that I could validate me being closer to Christ so that I could earn away my, my way to heaven. So because of that dichotomy, that, that, that way of viewing salvation, then I had to suppress or create all these shadows so that in my mind I could, I could feel safe to, to make it to heaven. Does that make sense? Sort of. So what
0: you're saying is that you had to suppress your shadow so that you could just
1: live in that supposed super version of yourself. Correct. Correct. You had to suppress your shadow and you, you had to deny your shadow instead of embrace it. Um, so that created all these complexes of <laughs> there's people I didn't like, there's comments that I didn't like. There were things that irked me the wrong way. If somebody would call me uh, like conceited or somebody were to call me like a show off, th- those things would really irk me. And, in my mind, I always none of that, and I wasn't an arrogant, or I wasn't any of all those things, because it was too painful to admit. But you could do no wrong, like Christ, basically. Yeah, that's the, yeah because of my upbringing in that religion. That's how I had to perceive it because I didn't want to. I didn't want to go to hell. I wanted to go to heaven. And as a human being, that we're all of it. And one of the things that she talks about in this book is. Like your cells have all the encoded genome of, of of who you are as a person, so in essence, you are a part of the macrocosm or and microcosm you're you're one and all, so there's no separation, therefore you are part of all the good in the world and you're part of all the bad in the world and That was something that was very interesting to start off the book and by the way, by no means are we announcing denouncing that we're experts or we are professionals in this field we're just reviewing a book please seek <laughs> please seek professional help if if you want to do a work with your shadow it's heavy work it's very necessary work but i just want to throw that that little disclaimer prior to uh, moving forward but I, uh, the, go ahead
0: Sorry, Uh, I want to touch upon the fact that you said that you were suppressing parts of yourself so that you could bring out or you could only live in that superior part or the good parts of yourself. And I love that analogy that she has in the book about the castle, you know, do do you remember that part? Where she talks about like everyone's a castle, right? But as you grow up, you have these rooms that you're ashamed of, or people have made you aware of these rooms and suddenly you became, become ashamed of them and you start shutting those rooms off. Or there are rooms that you have that other people don't have, then you ignore those rooms. And then eventually, you know, as you keep growing up and societal conditioning, you end up just living off of really... Sp- a sp- Section or like few rooms or limited rooms from that castle, and we forget that we're a castle. We just think that we are these few rooms within that castle. And she keeps quoting that this uh, quote from Deepak Chopra in her book, where he talks about like we are the universe pretending to be individuals. So we forget that we are like this huge, as you said. You know, we're part of this mic- macrocosm, but we're just. We can see only a microcosm, but we forget that we are one in the same. We are the wave and the ocean at the same time. And that's the whole part about the shadow work and embracing all the dark parts of yourself because... I mean, we live in a dualistic world, right? Now I'm getting very esoteric with all of this, but you can't have the good without the bad. You can't have sorrow without happiness. You can't have dark without the light. So how can you suppress those negative aspects of yourself without having all the good aspects of yourself? And she gives all of these different examples in the book. And the one that stood out to me the most. I'm sorry, I'm kind of going on a rant here. Stop me anytime.
1: But, no, dude, you're, do, you're doing great. I, I'm loving this.
0: <laughs> but but the the one example that really touched me, and especially given what's going on right now in the world, she talked about this example where she went to teach a seminar in Oakland. And there was this woman that was, you know, she was irking her. Like she was just... She was rubbing her the wrong way, basically. And every time she got up to talk, she's just like, man, this woman, you know, she's just, she's annoying me. And so I think after one of the days, she went to the organizer of the seminar and said like, hey, what's up with this woman? And she's like, oh, her, she's a racist, you know, and... Debbie Ford was like, I'm not a racist. Like, how, how, how is that possible? Like, my father has done all of this work with ACLU. And, you know, I've like done with all of this work with these different, uh, you know, black organizations. And I have all these black friends. And how is it possible that I'm a racist? And then she realized, like, she's like, what's the first thought that came to your mind when you saw this woman? And she said these things in the book, which I'm not going to repeat, but basically she had a racist thought in her mind the first time she saw the woman. And the woman was a black woman. And I was like, holy crap. She actually openly admitted in the book that she had a racist thought in her mind the very first time she saw this black woman speak. And so she went home and she worked on herself. She's like, she just kept repeating that I'm a racist, I'm a racist, I'm a racist, until that word did not have a charge anymore until that she came to that understanding that okay i need to embrace that part even though i feel like she had been working all her life to suppress that part within her so that she could deny that she was a racist instead of denying she just embraced it she made it part of herself until it did not have that that meaning that charge anymore and then she goes into the seminar the next week And lo and behold, this this woman that was annoying her, and there there was so much friction between her and that woman got up to say, like, this seminar is wonderful and it's changing my life. And Debbie Ford was like floored. She's like, What the hell? How is that even possible? So towards the end of the seminar, she went to this woman and said, Like, hey, what changed? She's like, I don't know. I came the next week and I fell in love with you and the seminar. And so it's a testament for basically the, the book itself like how embracing your shadow can allow you to accept people that embody those negative qualities or any negative quality within you that you're suppressing and you see it in the other person or you see it come out within you you can basically work on that and not
1: have that be, have a hold on you anymore i think we're done that was perfect <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of other points I want to make, but I think we can wrap it up after that, Bodhi. That was perfect. Um, One of the things that she talks about is what you resist, persist. So one of the things that also with this type of work is the fact that we might be unaware that we've been resisting this for so long that it's become hidden, hence the shadow. And what she does beautifully is to bring it up into the surface Uh, Another great example is like for us, our shadow is blind, but to everybody around you, your family members and friends know your shadow so clearly. So one of the things that the book talks about that's very interesting and it requires a lot of courage is for you to go to your family and friends and ask them about your shadow. And if they tell you what it is, you're probably going to get pretty upset and pissed off, but that's when you know it's really what it is what your shadow is all about. So I uh, I know that takes a lot of courage, but we're in times where we need to rip off the band-aid. We need to start becoming aware that there are aspects of ourselves that we have no clue, that we need to work in those. And like the shit that's under the rug, we got to work with that crap too. We got to clean the mirrors. We got to unfog them. We got to have really honest conversations with ourselves. I think we deserve it, and we're worth it. The other thing that I wanted to talk about was also we are so scared of our true potential like the the best parts of ourselves sometimes is the parts that scares us the most um so that we don't upset others or that we could fit in so that we don't we don't rub others the right way and part of embracing our our negative aspects is realizing that those negative aspects have created who we are. Like the fact that you are lazy or that your shadow is lazy have made you into this really hard worker. So if you find somebody or if you find that lazy people really, really irk you the wrong way and upset you is because you yourself might have those characteristics buried within you. And by doing the work, and, and acknowledging that and bringing it up to the open and working through it until it doesn't have any charge anymore will, will totally take away the charge that you have towards the lazy people. That's an example. Um, but the book was full of the, all those type of analogies. And I, I, I loved it. I loved the process of doing it. I, I had a, good, a couple of good tears rolling down my face while doing the book. One definition that stood out to me, uh, which was along the
0: lines of the whatever you resist persists was uh, denial. The definition that she has for denial, which means don't even know that I'm lying. I was like, whoa, I love that definition. And I'm going to use that over and over again, because that's exactly what denial is. You don't even know you're lying, lying to yourself, lying to other people. It's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And the one of the techniques that she outlined in the book of not having a charge to the negative aspects of yourself, she said she was in a relationship with this guy, and the, they were both exploring their shadows, and then they gave they ended up giving like fun names to negative aspects of themselves, like negative nanny Nancy, or you know processing Susan, or I don't know, she mentioned a whole bunch of names, which I can't remember now. Know-it-all,
1: know-it-all, Nick.
0: Right, know-it-all, Nick. And so when they would have an argument, she, they would be like, hey, can you tell know-it-all Nick? Can you talk to him today? Because I can't deal with him. And so it was a very fun way, or not even fun, but a very, like, not an emotionally charged way of letting the other person know, like, hey, you're being a know-it-all right now. And I can't even deal with that aspect of you. So maybe tone it down a little bit and we can basically come together and talk as normal individuals instead of like you peacocking your negative aspect.
1: And she was also saying that you start, um, becoming they, those characters becoming dearing. Like you, you create this, uh, empathy for them as well, which was really cool to, to look at. Um, it was, is, it, it was pretty, uh, Awesome to look at those aspects of myself with loving eyes and embracing the negative aspects of myself that I'm ashamed of. It it was very eye opening. Um, One other thing that I want to say is whenever you're doing this type of work, there's going to be a lot of emotion coming out. And I don't mean to get a little esoteric here, but when all that work is coming out, just be very mindful of the people that you're around, of people that might be sensitive. Um, also to emotions. Just make sure that when you're you're working all this energy out, feel as if it's being drained into the earth, so that the earth could absorb all that negativity that's around you. It might be a little es- esoteric, but um, I know for a fact that my wife is very sensitive to all these energies. And when I was doing the work, I didn't realize that that she was um, intuitively feeling all that as well, and and just. Be mindful of the energies that you discharge and, and you feel because those around you also could, could feel them as well. That's a good tip. I mean, overall, I think it was a, an
0: amazing book. And I would say if this is a book that you're going to want to not just read, but you actually, there, she has exercises after every chapter, or after every couple of chapters where it takes you through a meditation and then you have to basically journal. So take your time with this book. Don't rush through it. Don't just like, you know, download the audio book and just rush through the, the audio chapters. Take your time with it, go through the exercises and actually do the work, because that's, that's the beauty of this book. If you've ever wanted to work on your shadow self, and wanted to understand your shadow self and wanted to understand the negative aspects of yourself, but no longer want to live by suppressing those negative aspects so that you're not basically working through those patterns, those negative patterns. So this book is a perfect application of like how to deal with those negative aspects of you. So highly recommend it. You can download it on Audible or you can just go buy the physical book. Um, by the way, we, we don't get paid by Audible. If Audible, you're listening, you want to sponsor us, <laughs> great. But we don't get paid by them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean,
1: did you have anything else to add to this? I think you covered most of it, if not all of it. Um, just know that if, if there's other books out there that you guys would like us to check out, um, please share, comment, and uh, throw us a line on Instagram, where we're always open to discovering new material. Um, that this is basically a collaboration with uh, Bodhi and myself on books that have changed our lives that that we have found to be very useful for self development. So, if there are things out there that or tools out there that you feel that would help others in need or even ourselves, please feel free to share yeah abiel's really worked hard
0: at bringing up our instagram he's doing some amazing posts there so check us out on instagram we're also on facebook and uh, you know we have a website the if you want to contact us through there send a message directly to us feel free to do that and as always you know we love you and please go out there rate, review, subscribe, share our work with your loved ones. And until next time.